Father, thank you so much for, for this morning. Thank you for our time together. Um, Lord, you brought every one of us here for this time. Um, there's nobody here who's here by accident. Um, there's nobody here by coincidence. We're here because you woke us up, you moved us out of our house um, or our car, wherever we were, to be here together this morning. And so you have something for us. And so would you um, allow us to worship you now um, by giving you our attention, giving you our ears, giving you our affection, giving you the ability to um, uh, uh, cause us to be available for whatever you might have for us. So um, we are here for you, Lord. So do something in us, through us, encourage us, challenge us, do what your spirit wants to do, we pray in Jesus' name. Uh, Amen. Um, Last night, uh, I was teaching on Mark for this morning. This morning, God changed that. Um, Love when he does that. Uh, So this morning, uh, the idea of of synergy uh, was on my mind. Are Are you familiar with the term synergy? It's kind of a term that gets thrown around in our culture, in our society, sometimes overused. Um, or, or whatnot, um, but I, I felt like we kind of needed to, to talk about this. So the Lord moves us away from Mark, and he moved us into Philemon uh, for this morning. If you were to do a Google search on the word synergy, um, you would find all kinds of things that come up with that word. Particularly what you're going to find is a lot of businesses who have tucked synergy right into the middle uh, of their, their, their name or their company name. Um, so this morning I did a Google search on synergy, and here's just a few of the things that popped up at, on the front side of it. Synergy real estate, synergy home care, synergy pay solutions, synergy wines, synergy fitness, synergy construction, there's just synergy everything, okay? And so if you're in the, the mindset of starting a business and you're thinking, well, may, hey, maybe I'll just throw synergy somewhere in my name, you might want to do a Google search and make sure that your name's not already taken, okay? Um, it is very popular uh, right now. It's a popular word. The whole idea of the word synergy is, is bringing two things together that can work better together than they ever could have apart. It's the idea that the whole will somehow work better together than just uh, individual parts, everything working together seamlessly. And so every business hopes that they will eventually have synergy. They'll have synergy with their business partners. They'll have synergy uh, with their coworkers. They'll have synergy with the teams within their business so that things will eventually run smoothly and so that you'll have a successful business or you have a successful team. If you watch the NBA and you uh, watch the finals over the last month or so, you would, you would uh, have in your mind, you know what? Golden State Warriors who won the NBA finals, that was a team that was marked by incredible synergy because we, they, we know that they had one great player, and some would argue if you follow the NBA, no, they didn't have just one great player. Maybe they had two great players. They had three great players. But however you mark it, they had an incredible cast of really decent players that would come off the bench and they would play. And when everybody was on the team or when everybody was on the floor, they just worked seamlessly. There was what you would call synergy out on the court because the ball just whipped all over the place and everybody got in on the game. It's the kind of stuff that championship pedigree is made out of. And you usually see this type of synergy on championship teams. You see it on outstanding businesses and how people communicate with one another. But it is probably a term that we've thrown around a little bit and maybe has lost its meaning. Maybe it's been overused or we've just kind of gotten used to hearing it. But did you know that the word, it actually, it's not just from the culture. It's not just from the business world. Synergy, it comes right out of scripture. 
Um, I, I was doing a little bit of reading here, and I just think it's a really cool word. Uh, Paul uses it quite a bit, actually. In the New Testament, the word pops up 13 times. 12 times Paul uses it. Two times he uses it in the book of Philemon. And, and so when Paul writes this letter of Philemon, he starts off by saying, after he introduces himself, he, he says, to Philemon, our beloved fellow worker. Now, let's do a little homework here. The, the Greek word for our beloved here, it's this word agapetos. And if you've been around the church uh, very long, you're going uh, to understand that the root word that's sitting in there is the word agape. Who's heard of the word agape before? Yeah, right? You've been around the church long enough, that word uh, pops up. Um, if you understand the word or if you heard the word, you've heard it taught that uh, agape is often known as this highest kind of love. Because when you see agape being practiced and lived out, you see agape being shown in compassion and how people live around one another. You see this unconditional regard for somebody else rather than just yourself. It, it's, a, it's agape. Another way that Paul could have written this little introduction or his introduction to, to Philemon here, he could have said, hey, to Philemon, our dearly loved friend, somebody that we've come to know very well, somebody that we've come to get close to and we've grown close to, or somebody that we hold in high esteem, Somebody that we hold in high esteem amongst our peers. Amongst our peers, this is somebody who elevates to the top. They actually want to be around. To be, uh, uh, to be an, an agapetas was to be somebody who was beloved. It was to be somebody who was esteemed. It was to be somebody who was dear to others. It was to be uh, and to become a favorite person amongst others. It was somebody who was worthy of love. It was somebody who was well-pleasing. It was somebody who was, although they weren't part of the fold at first, they became welcomed into the fold. It was somebody that was deeply cared for and that people were deeply uh, fond of. If we were to try to nail down or to put in a nutshell of what agapitas was, I think we could just generally say it's a friend. Agapitas is, is a friend. And so Paul says that Philemon was beloved that he was a friend, but he was much more than just a friend. He says next that he was a fellow worker or he was a fellow laborer. And you might even have in your text there that he was a, a co-laborer. Go ahead and throw up that next slide. That he was a co-laborer. And you know what a co-laborer is or a fellow worker? It's, it comes from the Greek word sunergas. Sunergas. And you know what that is? It's where we get our English word synergy from. That's where the word comes from. Sunergas. So the whole idea, when Paul is talking about synergos and um, uh, this idea of, of agapitas too, it's being found and formed and forged in this idea of being a co-laborer and a co-worker with somebody who shares the gospel along with others. It was the idea that when two things come together or when two people come together, they are able to accomplish more together than they're able to accomplish apart. If they can try to live separately, they can try to do ministry separately, but when they join the team, the team just functions better. The whole is greater than just the parts. It's coming alongside of somebody for the sake of the gospel. It's taking the, the principles of scripture. It's taking Jesus who has changed our lives and you go and you serve along with somebody else in the same vision, in the same mission. The whole idea is two things, two people coming together. And what Paul was saying, he's saying, hey, Philemon, with all of his bumps, bruises, and all the stuff that you're going to read about with the scars in his life in this little book of Philemon, right? That he was a great addition to the team. 
that he was a great addition to the family of God, that he's a great addition to the kingdom of God, and that he made the whole thing better because he was a part of it. And because he had co-labored with them and he had worked side by side with them for the sake of the gospel, the word went out. Lives were changed. The Holy Spirit moved in and around people's lives for the sake of the gospel. So Paul says, Philemon, you are precious to us. You are dear to us. You are a valued team member welcomed among us because of your work for the sake of the gospel alongside of us as a fellow worker. Now, there's obvious translations and applications here, and you know what this Sunday is. I want to I use what Paul says to Philemon and, and bring this to our friends and to talk about our friends here, our co-laborers, Tony and Jess. They've been here for over 13 years, faithfully allowing the Lord to use their hands, their feet, their mouth, their heart to serve amongst us, to, to co-labor alongside of us. They are agape tossed to us, deeply loved and cherished within the family of RCC. They have been uh, sunergas to us as well. They've been co-laborers alongside of us, fellow workers alongside of us for the sake of the gospel. They've jumped in and said, we want to help people find Jesus. We want to see people come alive in Jesus. We want to use our gifts. We want to use our time. We want to use our talent. We want to use the geographical space that we are occupying right now. We want to use this so that others might come to know who Jesus is. And they've done that here at RCC. And Riverview is better. Listen to me. Riverview is better because they've been here. Would you agree with me? Riverview is better because Tony and Jess have spent time here. 13 years is a long time to be anywhere that you're not from, okay? And they've spent their time faithfully serving at, with the capacity that the Lord has given them. And Riverview is better because of that. Some of you are in here right now. You're in the family of God. Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life in heaven throughout all of eternity because of the ministry that Tony and Jess have had in your life, because they have been available for the Holy Spirit to use them and Jesus, to be Jesus in your life, right? To speak truth into you and to lead you to the throne of grace. Some of you are, have a relationship with Jesus because of the ministry that they've had, obviously through Jesus. Some of you, your roots have gone deeper and they've, and they've grown and they've gotten solidified and your faith has been established that you, you might have already been in Christ, but because you've been in interaction with them or they've discipled you or they've walked alongside of you, or you've been in a group that they've led or you've just seen them do life, your roots go down deeper, you're established and now your limbs are going out and there's fruit on your limbs and you can trace it back to ministry that's been done here. That's been done through these guys and their faithful service here. And again, we're going to give all that glory to the Lord. But they have said we are available to be used by him here. I've grown as a leader. I've grown as a man by being connected with Tony. You guys don't know, like, I get encouraged by him, but I also get challenged by him. It's like, hey, dude, you should probably fix this. You should probably do something else here. I, there's, this, there's this iron sharpening iron, and I'm better because I've done ministry with him. Ladies, you are better because Jess has poured into your life. And I'm better because she's poured into my life. It's, it's just amazing. I remember when I, when I came here, and you just think, gosh, I don't know what it's going to be like going to a new place. I don't know. Like, I'm just jumping into this, this area of ministry, and Lord, just be gracious to me. And you land somewhere, and you have no idea what it's going to be like. We obviously, we love the people before we ever got here. And we, we talked with people, and we candidated, and it was fantastic, and we loved you. But when I got to meet the team, and I got to spend time with Tony. And I got to spend time. Our staff is great. 
But when I got to be with him, I said, Lord, you are so good and you are so gracious that you would give me somebody that would co-labor alongside of me and that I got to co-labor alongside of with that would encourage and challenge and it already has his influence on people. God, it was just a gift of his grace in my life. And so I've been challenged by these guys and I've grown by these guys and we all have too. Now, there's no way that we can transition and say, well, man, this is what it's been worth and value, have the value for having 13 years of service here. Like, there's no way that we can make a good transition. But what we want to do is there's a video that was put together um, by Eric for the, the years that kind of try to capitulate the time that y'all have been here. And so I want to show this video and so that we just get to reflect together on what God's done over the past few years and that we just get to give God glory uh, for that. So I want to uh, throw up a video here and then Tony and Jess are going to come up right after the video. Uh, and then uh, we're going to be followed uh, by a couple of folks who are going to come up and pray over them, pray for them. We'll all pray for them as well. We'll have two more songs to end on and we'll just celebrate what God's done over the years. Sound good? All right, let's pray. Lord Jesus, you are so good. Thank you so much for um, our, our friends. Thanks for the ministry that you've done through them. Thanks, Lord, for, for using them to make Riverview better. They've just been faithful servants of the King. And you've, you've honored that. And we see the fruit of it all around us. So for that, we say thanks, Lord. And pray that you would give them grace as they move forward. We pray for their next steps. We pray for what you have for them. We pray that they would just uh, feel the abundant love that you lavish over them in every area of their life. And that would be a season of encouragement. It would be a season of growth. It would be a season where they just get to see you winnowing some things in them and uh, challenging some things. But it would be a season where they just lift their hands in praise. And they say, thank you, Jesus. And that's what we say right now. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. It's crazy looking at all those pictures. Jess and I have been here for so long. Um, 13 years is a really long time. And like I talked about, I mentioned this last service, I think I looked like I was 13 when we got here, you know? <laughs> so I actually started here before Jess and I were even married. Uh, came here for a month, went back, got married to Jess, then she came down after that. And when Jess and I first came to Nebraska, she said, well, it seems like things grow in Nebraska, and uh, that's very much what has happened to Jess and I, and it has not always been easy. You know, there's been highs and lows, and even now, God is very much working in our lives, um, forming us more into who he is, but really thankful for our time at Riverview and um, how God has used so many of you in our lives to help us grow with him, too. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> I was going to say that... You know, I remember a moment when I was praying and um, I was missing home and where I grew up. And, and I felt like God really spoke to me and said, you know, you may have lived most of your life in Michigan, but you've grown up in Nebraska. And so um, Ashland will, and Riverview will always be a very special place to me and Tony. Um, and... Yeah, we just, we love you guys, and we're praying for people to come that really know and love Jesus in a sincere, personal way, um, and that you would grow in knowing his love more and more for you, and so that's our prayer, and we just, yeah, thank you. We love you. 
Well, I was going to start out with the stories about the first time I met you, Tony. <laughs> and I couldn't remember how long you were here. But it was, over, it was at the grade school when, when Tony first got to sing in front of us or first got to lead worship. And he was replacing uh, Jake, which was going to be a hard one because we were really in love with Jake at that time, too. And I don't know if you knew that or not, but it was a hard, hard time for the congregation at that time. But we did let Tony come in. And then Tony disappeared. It was like he was there one time. He says, I got to go get my wife. <laughs> I got to go get married. So off he goes and brings poor Jess back down to Nebraska. <laughs> and Jess loves the lakes. So Nebraska was not a good spot for that to happen. And I can't believe Tony being that brave, either going in faith or just being crazy, to take a new job, move to a new city, start a new church, get married. <laughs> and just all those changes, all in that one short time was going to be so hard. But as we got to know Tony, um, it was really a neat time. The first place that I got to really know Tony was going through elders in training. And it was something to, to search through the scripture for what we were supposed to be as elders if we were going to take that position. Because we weren't elders yet, we were just going through it to see if we'd be there. And I don't remember how many guys we had in that class I think when it got done, it was only you and me, and um, was there anybody else? I think we were the only two, the only two foolish enough to say that we'd, st we'd try it. <laughs> but it was, we also learned so much about each other through that time. And I got to know Tony um, then, even after that, with life groups and stuff, because Tony was someone that was just searching for God in every way possible in his life. And I know you, you out there have experienced that through... Anthony was sharing how many people's lives you touched. And I have to say that I, all my mentors before knowing Tony were older than me. People in my life that I looked up to and I, I tried to follow examples. But when Tony came along, it ended up being the other way around. I was looking down at him and it was still changing my life and changing my heart. Because Tony went after the word with a hunger that I'd never seen before, except maybe one other person, my wife. Um, but he searched for that. He searched for what God wanted. And I, and I look through scriptures so many times, I think of, of Tony in those places. David, a man after God's own heart. Timothy, as we see in the example up here, Timothy and Paul, the letter was from. Paul writing to Timothy and say, don't worry about being so young. You know, go with what God's given you and, and, and people are going to follow you. And people are going to know God because of it. And I think that's happened here. You know, in Riverview, Anthony was saying that uh, Tony's leaving uh, had, a, had, a, had a, an effect on Riverview. I think it's more than that. I think part of Tony and Jess are here in Riverview after 13 years. This is real hard without tears. <laughs> I know you guys got to feel it out there too. But this is just the beginning. Riverview, since the start, we've talked about not holding on to people tightly, holding on to them loosely. We've talked about sending people out, and we've had so many people go out. And I think this is just another step. We've kind of forgotten about that a little bit, but we're back at it. We're sending people out. And I don't know where God's going to take you guys. I know he's going to use you. Uh... There's just, there's nothing else he can do about you on that. So as part of that, Terry's going to pray, but I've got something else. 
Last night, I kind of got a wild idea. I know you'll be okay with this, Tony, but I'd like you to kneel down here. I brought, you're not allergic to olive oil, are you? <laughs> I brought a little olive oil along, so I'm going to anoint these two as Terry's praying for them. I'd like you guys out there. I grew up in a church where raising our hands didn't happen much. And I just love it here at Riverview when we're able to do that. So as, it, as Terry's praying, I'd ask you guys to just raise your hands forward to these two, just representing the fact like you're laying your hands on them as we pray for them, as we send them out, okay? Would you please pray with us? Dear Heavenly Father, today we give you thanks and worship for giving us the privilege of knowing Jess and Tony Boscarino during this season of their lives and our lives. Thank you for their friendship. Thank you for the very seed of faith that they have planted into the hearts and lives of each and every one of us here at Riverview Community Church and even in this community. Seeds of power of your word, your love, music, worship, teaching, and a dedication to prayer. All that have helped us to know you more through their example. Father, I pray that these seeds will continue to grow and that they will be effectual in our hearts and continuing to draw us to you, Lord Jesus. Father, your word tells us that you have a plan for each and every one of us, plans to prosper us, not to harm us, but to give us a hope and a future. So I pray today that as Tony and Jess begin a time of sabbatical with their family over the next few weeks, that you will restore them physically, mentally, and spiritually, that you will give them rest for their souls, that you will renew their love for each other, that you will refresh them in joy and confidence and energy. God, give them the desires of their hearts as you prepare them for the future work you are so carefully preparing them to do now. Father, I pray that you keep them from the enemies of discouragement or fear or temptation, but you will fill them with a hope that reminds them that their times are truly in your strong and capable hands, that you will prosper them and you will direct their steps to a new calling. Father, give them your ever-present peace as you prepare the way ahead for them. Open doors of opportunity to them. And may their eyes and their ears be sensitive to your Holy Spirit as you direct their steps from here. Lord, we thank you that your word tells us that you always lead us in triumphal procession through Christ. And through us, you spread a fragrance of the knowledge of you, of who you are in every place. So I pray this for Tony and Jess, that you will continue to use their lives to bring glory and honor to your name in every place that you call them to go. And all these things I pray in the precious name of Jesus, our Savior, our Redeemer, and our King. Amen. <laughs> 